You know, when the Pirates of the Caribbean breaks down, the pirates don't start eating the tourists. Uh, they may no. allegedly assault them, but now there's questions about that. But anyway, uh, but if you are on Discovery Island in Disney, uh, they may ask you for some money or something. Okay. Or some what, sterno. What's happening? Disney World is shut down. Yeah. Because of course it is. Of course. But a 42-year-old man was arrested for camping on Discovery Island. He was camping on Discovery Island? He was charged with a misdemeanor for trespassing. Wow. Apparently, okay. he uh, had just... I mean, apparently, he has camping gear, I guess. I, I don't have a picture of him, but he didn't know that it was Disney. There are no <laughs> trespassing signs. There are many no trespassing signs. But he thought it was just a tropical paradise. And I think that maybe there's not something... So they're not right with this guy. Um, uh, I think that you're probably right about that. Or he is the coolest guy ever, almost, because he just did it to do it, which uh-huh. I totally approve of. Uh-huh. When you get caught, then you need to have like a soy bomb or, or something ready to go. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yes. You can't just go, I need no, 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 no. Like no, you have to because... finish your bit with yeah. something cool. Right. Because uh, if, if you just say, I don't know, I didn't see the signs, that's that's, that's a weekend. You're, you're taking away the coolness. To your bet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're but not cool anymore. if you're just mentally unwell, the, oh, okay, okay, all right. <laughs> but even that would have a stronger finish because it would be like, I was wanting to make friends with a hippo. I don't know what Discovery Island, what is Discovery Island? I, have I don't even no know. no idea what that is. I, I, I don't know. I went to Disney the last, my senior year of high school. Sure. Disney World? Well, I guess I could have given you a year, a length, a length of year or a number of decades, uh, or alternately given you uh, my senior year of high school. Now I won't be giving you the years. Uh-huh. <laughs> we'll just say my senior year of high school. Yeah, that, that's fine. That's and enough information. haven't been back. Okay. So if somebody found an island and then named it, what do you call this place? <laughs> oh, I got an idea. Uh-huh. Right. Right. Homeless person camping ground island. <laughs> Perfect. We're the Just Enough Joe podcast. I'm your host, Caliban. Joined as always by my co-host. Hi, I'm Ikan Hai. Here to bring you all the news that's fit to cast in the world of nerdy entertainment. Probably going to just kind of fart it out today. Whoa. Strong words. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. 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 Just words informing the audience that many of these words are going to be weak that we use today. I have a headache. And I don't feel good. Uh, yeah. And you are doing your thing where you are not volunteering anything and you're just kind of swimming in my wake like a remora. I wish you would be the shark. I'd love to suck on. Well, you get the, the idea. Whoa. Um. So anyway, uh, we'll just try to get this <laughs> oh done. Oh, my goodness. Uh, you could, that was your chance to fight back and say, no, it's going to be a really good show. It is going to be a really good show. Why? Um. Because I said so. Because is, I'm deciding now. This is where you go. You going, it's going to be a really good show, is like you camping on the island. Oh, right. And the last part of the bit is... Uh, you're going to strip on air. Wow. Really, we've got an explicit tag <laughs> on the show. Yeah. I mean, Wasn't it's... that like Howard Stern's thing? I don't know anything about Stern. Wrong market. Wrong market, right? right. I'm not in the right market. Otherwise, I'd probably know Stern. But the thing was like he would have like strippers and stuff. Oh, I'm air. sure he did. And then they would be like, not, they'd be naked. I was going to say, they'd be not in a state of clothesness. What? Just they'd be Whoa. naked. Yeah, right. But so you're at home, you know, it's drive time. And you're just like, oh, 
because it's oh, so hot. Like, what? What's the appeal of that? Now I, he has a. I don't know. A, did he? I think he got bombed out of his uh, serious thing, right? I don't I think he has no a satellite idea. deal anymore. Okay. <laughs> Look, I know you don't know. Okay, no. you don't know any of this stuff. But just come on, just 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 wingman me, okay? Wingwoman me. I'm trying to. So anyway, he's got an internet show now that has a video element. So when the w- women ride the Sibian, you can watch it. But with the whole point of like, how did he get anywhere? I I don't know. I I yeah. Uh, um, uh, it, look, you have no, you clearly have no opinion. God knows if we're going to save any of this. You have no opinion on Howard Stern because you find him revolting. So yes. talk about how revolting you find him. Why censor yourself? That we're just delivering content. I just think it's gross. Do ten minutes on how gross he is because um, my head is killing me. I just think it's gross, and I, I don't like the idea of people like stripping on his show, even though it's like a radio show and you can't see it. So what's the freaking point? Um, what do you think about Tiffany Haddish getting caught peeing during a Skype call? What? <laughs> Tiffany, Tiffany Haddish is she's a weirdo, a mess. Yeah, right. Yeah, and there's like, uh, I mean, you know, I I don't. There's people who I don't understand that. Uh, which what Howard happened? Stern or Tiffany Haddish that she got caught peeing who on I, a Skype I call. I despise both of them, but I don't want to equate them. No, not because I think. I'm not going to tell you who I think is worse, but they definitely aren't the same thing. No, they're 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 not. They're a different kind of. But gross. I could see her having a radio show where she brings guy strippers on, and it's about time, right, ladies? Wow, wow. Uh, is it? Do we need that? Flap, I don't. Flap, I don't. Flap, I don't think we need flap. that. What are you doing? Sound effects in the in the studio. What? Do we what? keep any of this? What or is do we that? Just toss it off? I don't know. What are we doing today? Um, we are, are talking about the first episode of, uh, the fourth season of The Last Kingdom. And we are talking. What is any of that? Sweeten, we, sweeten that up for me. The Last Kingdom is a TV show about, uh, the Vikings, uh, taking, trying to take over England, uh, and the English kind of trying to work with them and work against Minnesota them. Minnesota Vikings? Huh? The Minnesota no, Vikings? No, the actual Vikings, like oh. from Scandinavia. Oh, you mean uh, they made a video game based on this, didn't they? Are you talking about Valhalla, Assassin's Creed Valhalla? Is that Get a better name about? than Valhalla. Come on. Yeah, well. You know? And yeah. speaking as somebody who grew up in a state whose mascot is Vikings. the Vikings and definitely has the blood of the Danes in his own veins, mm-hmm. Burmashave, uh... <laughs> we, we don't they don't use any iconography there's a guy in a big puffy hat actually there's a guy that wears a, a vest and he drives around on a motorcycle but i don't right. he doesn't even work for the team like they just let him do that mm-hmm. uh but they don't say like we're gonna send the green bay packers to valhalla this weekend that there's it, it probably the, iconography stops yeah at guy with the blonde mustache on your purple flag yeah, yeah that's yeah. where it stops that's true Absolutely. But I mean, if you're going to literally, I mean, I read some of the um, background about them developing um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla and they're okay. working with historians and stuff like that. It's like anything. You come up with anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's the Valhalla? What is that? What's what's that? What do you mean? What's that? Is that going to be? So at this point, like, do we talk about this? <laughs> Look, I you have to keep me in line because I'm going to go all over the place because oh, okay. I feel I'm seeing things. I do not feel good. Okay. Uh, the We've got to the point where it doesn't make any sense, but 
you can like time travel basically right the whole conceit yeah. of the series has been that everything you're seeing happened a long time ago right and that's it it's done and dusted uh-huh. and, it, and if you die it's just you remembering wrong what happened or whatever right even though genetic memory is not a thing um but haven't we already got to the point now where you it kind of can go both ways like somehow desmond or whoever can is can, can kind of contact the person in the past, even though that doesn't make any sense. I, I don't know. All I'm saying is I'm trying to save their Valhalla thing. Oh, maybe okay. Valhalla is whoever the hero is. Scrooge, Scrooge or something. Maybe mm-hmm. he gets a glimpse of the future mm-hmm. and he thinks I was on the doorstep of the hall of Valhalla. Mm-hmm. Actually, sure. Valhalla probably just means great hall, right? Probably. So hall of Valhalla is tautological. <laughs> yeah, that's OK. Um. Yeah. Probably. Uh, I, Otherwise, I... what a boring name. <laughs> okay. Um. What would you have named it instead? Name a Viking thing. Go. A Thor's hammer. Right. So that's what that's a, that's a rejected title. You could totally see that being a title, yeah, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. But you would go. All right. What else we got? Right. Exactly. Um. What What is the name of their 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 heaven again? It's Valhalla. not. It's Valhalla. Yeah, that's what I thought. So, what is the name of their hell? Well, it depends on what you're talking about. If you're talking about Asgard, that's where the gods live. Right. But the humans don't live there. No, the humans don't go there. But human warriors who die a glorious death go to Valhalla. Right. Which is in Asgard. That doesn't make any sense. (laughs) They have nine different worlds, so there's going to be some overlap. Right, right. Uh, What about the Tree of Life or something like that? Tree of Life. (laughs) Here's the video game. Oh, Father. Why have you abandoned me? Oh, my God. No. <laughs> it's just six hours of voiceover. No, You're just walking no, around on a beach. that tree of life. No. Um, I think that that movie didn't uh, work. Hey, who cares? Just hit the flash button. Whoa. Flash. I think that that movie really um, didn't have any effect at all on us. <laughs> Even though everybody liked it. And it was, it almost won an Oscar. And it was uh-huh. on top ten of everybody's list. And yeah. I liked it, too. But you think that like things that are successful and are distinctive influence other things. Yes. And I haven't seen any other movies no, or that's true. video games or any other media that's you know had a Sean Penn figure walking around on a beach talking to himself. It's probably and for then the there's best. dinosaurs or something like that. Yeah. Nobody's it's probably for the press. Nobody's done anything <laughs> like that. And so anyway, uh, Niflheim is um, the, the the hell of uh, well, it depends on what you consider to be hell, but it's the realm of the dead. So uh, I think Assassin's Creed Niflheim. It's a little, little wordy. It's a little chunky. Yeah. Okay. Plus, how do you spell it? Uh oh! Don't ask me how to spell. Right. Right. I I don't know. Right. But um, think of all the poor GameStop people who have to fill out an order. And, like, yeah. Right. How to spell it. Right. All right. Well, I guess we can talk about actual news. Uh, <laughs> so we talked about the Disney World guy. That's all fine and good. Yep. Um, we didn't even talk about <laughs> what we're talking about on the show. So let's just leave it to be a surprise. All I told right. you this show's a mess. <laughs> I'm on cough syrup. You shouldn't have put me in charge. Uh. <laughs> Speaking of Disney, uh, Hercules is getting a live action remake with the Russo brothers producing. Oh, they're producing, huh? Yes. Uh, Maybe it'll be good then. Maybe. Possibly. Um, Who's the writer? Writer Dave Callaham is writing the script. He is a... Action specialist. I don't know what that means. What it means is he that? writes did, action movies, you, I guess. Or do you do And he like wrote the original sequences? screenplay for The Expendables. Well, that that's not a good thing. No. And that has nothing to do with Hercules. 
Yes. Um. Okay. I mean, honestly, the animated Hercules movie. I think if you want to talk about messes, I think that was kind of a mess. Let's talk about somebody else that I hate. Uh. Okay. Josh Gad. I don't know why we're asking him, except for the fact that he will absolutely be in the movie, mm. says that Ariana Grande would be amazing as Megara in the film. Why? Now, I don't even want to spend two seconds on that because Josh Gad saw lady with ponytail on top of head, other lady with ponytail on top of head. Let's talk about Josh Gad. Why is a, is a Josh Gad? I don't I find him know. to be... So marginally talented. And to be fair, I I don't pursue him and his work. I think I've probably only seen him in like one thing and then as Olaf in, or was he Olaf? What's the snowman's yeah. name? Whatever. Yeah. He's in Frozen. Yeah. He's just so startling, startlingly mediocre. It's almost like Jonah Hill was like, nah, nah, I got Oscars now. And sometimes I'm thin. And so the universe just manif- manifested like a, a replacement for Jonah Hill because wow. he wouldn't do shit anymore. Right. And right. Josh Gad. Yeah. And it's like, I know that he wasn't drowning the dogs, but I still hate him for doing the, the dog drowning movie. And the fact that he, like we always said, first time it comes out, he goes, I think it's probably fine. And then like a bunch of videos come out of dogs drowning and he's like, I'm so sorry. It'd be, <laughs> it'd be real easy for you to just go, hmm, I won't say anything. Right, right, right. <laughs> right? Exactly. Like, what does the studio have a gun to your head? I, I it's don't not in your contract that, that you have to do damage control for for drowned dogs. Yeah, no, no, it shouldn't be any in anybody's I, contract. So I just I hate him, and if he's listening, let's fight. <laughs> you're you'll probably win. Pick a time and a place. You, yeah, I mean, uh, how tall is he? I don't know. Well, I, I might have the reach, but he's got center of gravity. He's got body mass. I mean, wow. I wow. bet he could take a lot of hits. But wow, I'm willing to see. Um, what do you think about uh, let's rewind what do you think about Ariana Grande playing Meg uh, she's not an actress she's not an actress no and and it's not like and she does it watch this watch this uh, once again Howard Stern oh right, check this out it's great 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 great, great audio but like what am I doing you're you're making a, a sassy little face I'm making the Ariana Grande face right it's the only expression that she has yes um, that's not Megara is actually incredibly expressive yeah and super sassy, and honestly, probably one of the big, biggest highlights of the film. Yeah, Brie Larson. No, <laughs> no. We have another our like expressionless person punching bags on this show, oh don't my we? Gosh. I just want to make sure we add Josh Gad to the list. Oh, but not Ariana Grande. I have no no feeling or thoughts about her at all. No, except you know, people don't like that she pretends to be black. Uh, can we talk about female Vikings in Assassin's Creed? Yes. There will be female uh, Vikings. There will be female Vikings. Now, there the will first be time playable. that you could play a female protagonist was in Assassin's Creed Syndicate, I believe, mm. where you, it's funny, I own the game, but I haven't played it, where I think you, you um, sort of switch between um, co-leads. Sure. Brother and sister who are... Um, you know, running around the rooftops of London or whatever it is. Sure. Uh, and then, of course, the first actual main character hero that was female was Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Yes. Why did it take that long? That's a really great question. And they'll never actually. be solely a female protagonist because right. uh, they won't allow it. I mean... Because... because Bo- sex boys that play video games yep. are sexist. Yep. And wow. in Assassin's Creed Origins, the character 
I mean, I don't consider the modern characters to be even important at all. But the, no, the character in really. the present is a woman, but she is, you know, reporting into Bayek of Siwa, who's a dude. Right, right, right. Um, Which has to be, there's got to be the first scene where you go, I got to take a leak. Oh, my God. All right. <laughs> yeah, uh, Hope this all works out. Wow. Um. I mean, yeah, as we know, um, the people, the men who play these Where are you games, going? I don't know. Okay. Um, <laughs> there are, have been articles that have like... Remora. Yeah, I Remora. know. All right. Uh, people have complained that y- just about the fact that you can play a female character, which I think is incredibly stupid and pigheaded, because just shut up, you babies. You can still play a guy. So why do you care if there's the option to play a female character? I think it's dumb. Because it's not historically accurate. And it's like, that's that's not even a good pull. No. Do you know what I mean? No. First of all, you think that women have never fought? Women no, always I have think, to fight. You yeah. grew up in a country where they decided that, the and I'm assuming it's America, where they decided the armed forces was just for dudes, right. mostly because women you know, couldn't vote. Mm-hmm. And uh, it seemed unfair to draft them. Right. And also they needed to make babies at home. But over the yeah. course of human history, you think a woman has never picked up a sword and fought? No, of course it's not. It's ridiculous. We can move and you, on. And you might have... What? You picked an example that's literally about the fact that women can't do this. So she is literally... Right. You know, it's not like it's a mixed sex company. It's literally a woman who has to... If that is the, that you could man. not have picked a worse example. Okay, jeez. Get a, off my back. Unless it was uh, just one of the guys. Uh, so anyway, uh, in Assassin's Creed Odyssey, I don't know, maybe you'd have an argument. I don't think you see in myth and stuff like that. I know it's myth. A lot of female warriors, even though the goddess of war is a woman, but whatever. Mm, right. Um, but we know, and there's been multiple discoveries and one very recent discovery of women, Scandinavian women buried in a tomb with a shit ton of weapons and stuff around them, you know, uh, saying that they are uh, basically an accomplished warrior. Yes. Right. We know that. Exactly. And if you're on the internet, I don't, I don't, I'm on the internet. That's how I know that. Mm -hmm. If you're on the internet... Uh, straw man, sexist gamer. How yeah. come you don't know that? Right, right. You sound dumb. Yeah, exactly. I like how we're very, very, uh, <laughs> we're very uh, 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 strident in our uh, in our uh, upholding of social justice. Yes, I think as <laughs> hey, we should be. Screw you. Yeah. Because women should be paid as the same as men. Uh, I shouldn't have. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I shouldn't have tried to that. play jazz. Whoa, whoa, not today. Okay, not today. No jazz today. Let's Put talk- down that keyboard. Remora. Why do you keep saying that? <laughs> Remora, uh, do you want to hear talk about the new GI Joe movie? Now, hold up. Whoa. Hold up a minute. This is not the Snake Eyes movie, which I think is pretty much all already in the can. Oh. Starring Henry Golding as Snake Eyes. Now, you're Henry Golding. You've really never done anything. Yeah. And you're a crazy rich Asian. Yep. And if those two other sequels get made, that's probably some bank, right? Yes. What's your next step? Cover, Please cover my face. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> I want to do something where you don't see my face at all. I don't ever want to show my face. Right. Ever. My my beautiful 
beautiful face. Yes. I have no idea how that will tie in to um, the previous two films. Like the second G.I. Joe film doesn't even really tie into the first one. I mean, they okay. have, they basically use it to go, ah, no, it's this now. Like Channing Tatum, spoiler alert, is like killed in like the first 10 minutes. Oh. And okay. he was the hero of the first film. I can't remember if I've seen the first not. one or not. You have not. Okay. So anyway, now they're going to make a fourth one. Uh, the uh, Snake Eyes one is supposed to come out October 23rd. Well, we'll, we'll see. see. Um, but I think it probably actually will. And uh, yeah. Okay. All right. Fingers crossed for Paramount. Yeah. <laughs> they need a win. Yeah. Right. Um, Speaking of movies. Yeah. Unless you had a no, Snake Eyes. No, go ahead. Uh, go ahead. Speaking of wow, movies, uh, there you know about the flap recently over the movie Trolls, Trolls World yes. Tour, deciding yes. it was going to go straight to video, Yes, which caused um, the CEO of AMC to write a sternly worded tweet uh, to... Uh, Universal. Is it Universal? It's Universal. To Universal. Right, because it's, yeah. Um, to Universal saying, well, I guess we just won't be carrying your movies anymore. Well, because the CEO of Universal said that moving forward, they were going to not only release we are the exploring movie theaters, options but to, we're going for to do, all of our films. Yeah. Releases. Yeah. Re- release online now, streaming. Now, you know, Trolls, too. you don't want to watch it, but a lot of kids exist still, yes, but despite this, absolutely. despite this plague. And so, um, you know, it's, that's a lot of money. Plus, if you think about Universal, one of the biggest studios in the world, right. movies like Fast and Furious right. and other stuff. Um, are you really not going to release those? I so know. So a, a lot of people are criticizing the AMC guy like, way to go. What Way to, you, you camped out on Discovery Island and then when the cops found you, you're <laughs> like, oh, no. not a good end. But my thing is, um, maybe the other theater owners and distributors should step up. Regal actually did also come out and say, uh, hey, what are you doing to oh, Universal? Really? Maybe if you guys all banded together, Mm-hmm. Then you could stop. You got to break this. It's like breaking a strike, you know. Yeah. I don't want to help anybody break a strike, but right. you gotta, you gotta smash it. Right. Get the Pinkertons in there. Because <laughs> when you think about it, yeah, we live in a world where I probably should just be able to flip Trolls World Tour on mm-hmm. on my computer. Right. And you know, if I really want to, kids love popcorn. Kids love jujubes and the whole thing. Yeah. People are still gonna go to the theater. Absolutely. Take their kids to Trolls World Tour, but it is an existential crisis for the theaters. Yeah. So I. It is. I think that AMC dude made the only play he could have made, which was we're not showing our movies kick somebody's anymore. ass the first day. Yeah. Right. Well, and I heard. So I heard some. You, you know, like they were like, oh. We're not mad. We're just disappointed. Blah blah blah. <laughs> you know, like saying like they should have talked to us first before they made a decision like this and that sort of thing. And who knows? Maybe they'll go to the table. Maybe they'll talk about it. But I, I don't know. I mean, the the, the thing about what's happening right now with the pandemic is that there are a lot of companies rethinking how they're doing business, and I don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing now i understand how that would adversely affect the movie theater business and i understand why they're upset about it yeah but i don't know if them saying we're never going to play any of your movies ever again is the right way to react kick somebody's ass first day no i think you're right i don't know what else to do yeah. i mean clearly every no one wants to leave money on the table oh if you can't take the chance of amc 
making good on this. Right. Although AMC is not arguing from a position of strength because everybody knows that AMC was in trouble before the coronavirus thing. And so this is just them, you know, on a sinking ship that's on fire. Right. Double birds disappearing beneath the waves. But if they do it, it's not good for anybody. No, it's not. Speaking for films, uh, Oscars, uh, Oscars, other stuff. The Oscars and the Golden Globes are both updating their eligibility for awards for the year of 2020. Okay, uh, what does that mean? The main change is essentially that they are um, allowing films who normally films to be eligible for an Oscar have to uh, open and in screen the for a week mm-hmm. in Los Angeles County. Oh, I see. Um, now they're allowing films that stream but had to have had a date, a release date in the year 2000. Okay. Right? 2020? Yeah, 2020. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I see. I see. So they, they just had to have had a release date whether or not they actually came out in the theater? Is right, that but correct? I, right, but I, we're not going to wait to watch them if they came come out in the middle 20, of 2021. No, no, movies. no, no. They wouldn't be considered yeah, then. They just, gotcha. It's kind of a dumb... We all get it, but they had to make a rule I, I so you couldn't throw up the original Despicable Me or something right, like that. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Um, and that makes sense, especially with things the way they are right now. Um, even if you were originally planned to come out in 2020 and you come up next year, you wouldn't be eligible, so... Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, it sure does. Yep. Do you want to talk about the new sci-fi th- thriller that is uh, set to start filming, starring Karen Gillan, Aaron Paul, okay, and Jesse Eisenberg? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Whoa. oh, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is Jesse Eisenberg really uh, bankable anymore? Does anybody really care about no, Jesse no, Eisenberg? No, stars are bankable. Uh wow. Uh what 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 is it? What is it called? What is it about? I'll tell you what it's about. Okay. And I am going to um really nail what it's about. Are, are <laughs> waiting for that. Shut up. <laughs> it follows a woman who after receiving a terminal diagnosis okay. opts for a cloning procedure to ease her loss on her friends and family. Oh, so it's that Paul Rudd movie. Uh, she makes a miraculous recovery, and her attempts to have her clone decommissioned fail okay. and lead to a court-mandated duel to the death. This is the what? dumbest thing I've ever what? heard. What? This sounds like a... It's by director Riley Stearns. This this sounds like a like a sci-fi show from like the 60s or something It sounds like, like an that. Outer Limits, doesn't it? Yeah. Yep. Um, but yet for some reason I'm, I'm like hearing like the Star Trek, like the music when like they, Spock has to fight because of Ponfar. Isn't that the, or something like that? No. No? What is that? It's Okay, that's what I'm thinking of then. I just didn't sing it right. Yeah. See, that's what I'm imagining You were doing more of the the Mutara Nebula fight from Star Trek Two. Oh, okay. I I wasn't didn't mean to do that. Which is so weird. so I'm I'm picturing that in you know Star Trek tunics really bad. Um, Stop rock making it formation. sound better. This is terrible. <laughs> What's wrong with sci-fi these days? Is it broken? Do we need to fix it? Well, look, 
the first sexist thought I had was, "Whoa, <laughs> is it written by a woman?" Because uh, it's not that all sci-fi written by wow, women is bad, I but I think a lot of women there, have, you know, have not been by not being allowed into the space mm-hmm. have less experience mm-hmm. or less context. It's still a sexist argument. I can't help but feel that offended said, by your comment. Look at all the shit that men are bringing to the screen. The hunt, you know, like yeah, I just know. it's it's all bad. Yeah. I said that was the first thought that I had, and I immediately shot it down because mm-hmm. it's all bad. Yeah. Right. Now Lovecraft Country is coming out on HBO, and I'll never know if it's good or not. One because I don't have HBO, although HBO Max is um, um, set its official launch date for May twenty seventh. I'm not going to pay for it. Mm-hmm. I'll never know if it's good because it's Jordan Peele and Lovecraft on HBO with a J.J. Abrams produced show. Ooh. So everybody will Ooh. break their back blowing mm. themselves over it. I might want to just check it out. Yeah. Maybe well, that's... did you like Watchmen? Me... Oh, wait. This is an actual black person writing about black people. I, w- I was going to say maybe that's annihilistic of me because it like, could be... I, I, I did not. It could be good, but we've talked about my... I get it theory, mm. and I, I get it. Well, here here's the thing. Right, I I get it. I I like Jordan Peele, but mm. I did not enjoy the Twilight Zone. I didn't like us. reboot. Um, well, yeah, I suppose. Uh, Get Out was really good, so we'll see if he has another Everybody Get Out in loves him. Get Out. Um, why would you say that? That's now we're done with the segment. Well, are we? <laughs> yeah, give me your actual thoughts instead of we'll see if he has another. Get out in him. Oh, sorry. Well, see if he can get out, a uh, get out, out of himself, the inside uh, of here, himself. Here, here, here. That's in him. Let let me let me say this. Let's wrap up the news. Uh, I um, I even though Lovecraft is a problematic creator, Th- this will show we'll explore that. That's the yes. point of this show. Okay. Okay. Stop. Stop. Collaborate. Hammer time. You, I, I get it. You don't get it. So this is Jordan Peele. Let me give you the whole shot of the show so then you can get it too. Jordan Peele is going to, it's set in the 50s and it will see two characters go through love, quote unquote, Lovecraft country and meet eldritch horrors like in Lovecraft stories, but also confront like American racism in the Northeast. And it will be a commentary on that. Mm-hmm. Now, having seen Twilight Zone, I don't think Jordan Peele can deliver that kind of commentary. No, I wish it was better. That's all. I well, you don't. You haven't even seen it. Well, I'm talking. I'm talking this about is our the Twilight. Stop it! I'm talking. Will you let me talk? I'm talking about Twilight Zone. You know what people? You know I who wish says, it was will you better. Let me talk. People who don't have anything to say, like that Ross Perot. That guy was just a big. Don't compare me to Dude. Ross Perot. <laughs> Why not? You don't want to be compared to a, a Texas billionaire? No. No, I don't. Well, when if say, can I finish? Say it, say it like that. Let's test it out. I don't I don't want to. Hey, speaking of HBO, HBO is going to make a Hellraiser show. Do it. All right. What what am I supposed to do? We have such crappy stories oh, to show you. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it will be uh, developed by David Gordon Green. Who is that? He is. I, I like the fact that you immediately ask, "Who well, is that?" I'm. I'm sorry. I don't know. Okay. Um. I like the fact because that way we can immediately tell you, both you and the audience who that is. Well, he is a white guy. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. Let me finish because okay. it's important. It's important. 
He's a white guy who recently remade Halloween. He made the um, the new Halloween, um, the sequel to Halloween. That's uh, Halloween. Anyway. <laughs> so listen to me. Listen. Listen. Okay. Listen. Uh, he's known for doing Pineapple Express. Your Highness. And then he must have had a falling out with Danny McBride. Oh, no. I think Danny McBride co-wrote the Halloween, didn't he? Okay. So Did they he? got then they got okay. back together. Okay. And he's also done a bunch of shows that you've never seen. Um, he's Pounding Down, Red Oaks. Oh, and he did The Righteous Gemstones, which, yeah, you have seen. So no falling out. Uh, no falling out. And the reason I say he's a white guy is because every time I hear about some new project that's a revival of some old thing, uh-huh. I go, oh, boy, I can't wait to see the transparent man with a goatee who's going to be doing this. And it's that every time. Mm. Although uh, David Gordon Green's too old for the goatee. As is Colin Trevorrow or Trevorrow. But it's just always some, I know, look, I'm back. I'm back in the in the women's graces, everybody. Put more women in these roles. Wow. I, I can't start off bad, bad start. Women can't do sci-fi. Not good. And then you go, the OA. And I go, I just laugh. I just laugh for the oh, next okay. 45 minutes. All right. And then we're back. Too many white guys making these things. Wow. So anyway, I just don't know what about David Gordon's Green's uh, career says that he can handle a Hellraiser. Uh, nothing. What is it going to be? Is it going to be an anthology show where like Pinhead talks about all the sites he's seen? And well, when like, you think about it, yeah, I mean, every time he pops out of the box, it's a, a different year, different person, and, and, and so he could just do that. Yeah, I'm not saying it's. I'm see how I, I move. I shrugged. Yeah. With very little energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's how I feel about it. Yeah. It sounds like uh, Nightmare Diner, <laughs> right? Which was like the the Friday the 13th one. Oh, I, I didn't even know that. But yeah. Well, there was a Friday the 13th, the, the series. Okay. Not Friday the 13th. Nightmare on Elm Street, the series, right? Mm-hmm. But then there's also like Nightmare Diner where I don't think, I think Robert Eng- Englund was uh, like the producer or director or creator or something like okay. that. Okay. All right. Hey, am uh, I, if I'm boring you, yeah. I've offered that no, we can just move on from the news. I, you're not boring me. I just don't oh. understand why this is a thing. Um, and then also, like, I mean, are we gonna? We already like movies explore the tragic backstory of Pinhead, and <laughs> which tell you something. One of my favorite films. It's so scary. Uh, yeah. And Andy Robinson is so great in it. Yes. And I never once gave two shits about where Pinhead came from. No. How did glasses, how did the chitterer get his glasses? Right, like, right, I right, don't right. care No. At all. They're just there and they're scary. And that's scary. immediately what they did. They go, yeah. you know, from there on, it's we got to learn about this guy. Then where's the box come from? Who right. is Lamont, the guy that, uh, or the Lament or whatever that created the box? Mm-hmm. Now we're in space. Always a good sign. <laughs> I do not care. No, no. So I don't understand. And Clive Barker why would... is so specific in his story. influences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Story. Thanks for finishing my sentence. You were wrong. He's horror. He's into S and M personally. <laughs> Did you know what I mean? Like yeah. he's weird. He's British. The thing is set, you know, and it's in Britain, right? That's the whole well, point. The, the, it, it's it, in set in Britain. It's it's got S and M kink. It's it's just like it could only come from the mind of Clive Barker. Right. It's perfect. Yeah. David Garden Green. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Takes that. I I I just I am thinking of all the sites that they can't show us. That's what I'm thinking of. Um. <sighs> Not great. What? <laughs> I hey, once I get done watching the pilot, I'm sure I'll say Jesus wept. 
Better? Better. Wrong show. Oh my god. How tough was it to to remember what happened in season three of The Last Kingdom? The Last Kingdom. Now on Netflix. Um Yeah, surprisingly hard. Um I don't know why. I don't know why. Okay, all right. Tell me how long I need to plug my ears while you finish singing that. Whoa. Um, yeah. Because a lot of stuff did happen. And then we discovered there weren't that many really great recap videos. Well, speaking of Valhalla and Vikings. Yes. This is what, where, where did the boner for this time period come from all of a sudden? It, can we, Game can we give it to, can we give it to the History Channel series Vikings? Maybe. Because Vikings, yeah. that is, uh, I think that's before. That's a kind of a prequel to Last Kingdom. Yeah, I don't they're think they're. They're not connected in any way. No, 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 But no. that represents like the first. They're not. In, I don't think they're in England yet, right? Well, they are just realizing that, oh, we can just take all England's crap. Oh, okay. Uh, and I don't think Alfred is even around at that point. Probably I think, not. But he, I do think he shows up later. Don't know. Never seen Vikings. Going to have to now. Yeah. Because. Uh, this video game is probably going to draw directly from Vikings. Yeah. But Last Kingdom is a series that has just kind of gone unrecognized, especially by YouTube recappers. And uh, I think that it is um, quite quite a, a, a good series. For it me, is. Thank you for agreeing with me. <laughs> As I say, for me. Okay. It combines the sort of thrills that you want from a, um, a cable genre show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also a kind of documentary is not the right word, but it just sort of keeps historical facts intermittent with other stuff. But it just sort of keeps clipping on, you know. Yeah. And and people when people die, they die. Yeah, they stay dead. Yeah. No. No. I mean, yeah. They I'm not saying they come back to life. I'm just saying like people, you know, death happens on this show. Yeah. And yeah. You just yeah. have to deal with it, mm-hmm. and life kind of keeps going, and there are. I mean, I'm sure a real historical expert could come in and just rip the show apart, but there are historical sort of elements or like points that they make sure to hit. Mm -hmm. And it just, to me, it feels, you get the feeling of like life is always kind of passing. It doesn't help that none of the characters ever age. Well, that's true. (laughs) Like Alfred is the only character who has ever, who has ever aged. Yeah. Yeah. And then his, you know, his, his, his wife, the queen, it's she just has like, an age. oh, c- come here, my daughter, Millie Brady. You're 27 now. I know, And right? I am still. <laughs> I think the actress is younger than the other actress. Wow. Maybe, maybe not. But the I, point I is, know about is that, but yeah. it never, and Uhtred's like, this is my boy. And the kid's like, you know, 15? shaving while they're yeah. talking. Right. <laughs> I know. And like the last time he, we saw him, he was like five or six. And yeah, the show like, does not do what? a good job. The show does not do a good job of. Cluing you into no, like how much time has like passed, yeah. and because we see a little kid, and if you, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. Let's say that um, Uhtred's son, Uhtred, 
the third sure. is uh let's say he's 15 right no he can't be 15 let's say he's 13 okay and he was seven when we saw him before so six years have passed mm-hmm. six years of utred and ethelfled sneaking around and if ethelfled could not spend six years married to ethelred without producing an heir kids yeah there's no way right 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 he would hold his nose and bone her so they would have an heir. Yeah, right. And I think it's, I don't know, like the the show, we are way off the map, but this is just impressions. Um, <laughs> I am Uhtred, son of Uhtred. That's my yeah. impression. Um, <laughs> uh, but like, Uhtred has kids, and I think it's cool and fine that they're not part of the story. They are now, or are becoming right. part of the story in right. season four. But I like the fact that he had a wife and kids, but we don't care about that. We want to see him kill Vikings. Well, he's So been... he goes out there and kills Vikings, mm-hmm. and it's fine to not explore his family life. But if you're going to do that, then Ethelfled definitely needs to have punched out at least one or two kids for um, King Scuzzbutt. Yeah, right. Uh, and then you don't, but I think the show feels like, well, it's like, then she has to like, you know, have these kids. And it's like, yeah, but that's what people did. They got pregnant at 13 and then had a bunch of kids. Right, right. Uh, yeah, I don't know What's why going on in season four? Kids. Um, well, um, basically... Um, Uhtred gets word that his uncle at Bebenbur has, um... Elfitch. Yeah, has, um, lost a lot of his men from the Scots, um, coming in and fighting him, so they... <laughs> Which is, like, not a great time, you guys. Right? <laughs> we got this Viking thing going on. Right? Can you just... Mm, just, just, just back off. Back. yeah. Uh, and so Uhtred decides, oh, this will be a great time to attack him because he's weakened right now. His defenses are low. Uh, and then, you know, maybe I can actually get my, my home back because uh, that would be great. Because that's supposed to be what the entire show is about. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and they haven't done anything. No. Uh, so basically uh, one of his guys comes back from there and like they are like, okay, we're going to get more men and we're going to go there. Finian. Uh, and they don't quite, well, I mean, they have a full boat at the end, so I guess they were able to recruit some men, but they weren't able to get, uh, King Edward's blessing to help them fight. They were hoping to get at least a hundred, if not 200 men. That did not happen. Do you, is, let's have commentary as we recap, because the yeah. recap's going to take 20 minutes. Jeez. It, is Uhtred a dumb, dummy, dumb, dumb? guy i don't think he's dumb <laughs> why no. does he walk into winchester expecting like how many times has he place? walked how many times keep finishing my sentences let's see how much, how good we do uh how many times has he walked in to the castle to talk to albert and go or alfred and go i got a great idea we're gonna do this it's the be- clearly the best idea and alfred's like you didn't wipe your feet when you came in so i'm not gonna give it to you and it's right. going to cause all kinds of problems. That's yep. probably going to lead to me marrying my daughter off to some asshole. And then also marrying my son off to some chick whose father is an asshole and is going to come right. in and try to run the kingdom. Right. Uhtred is always right. But why does he think that, you know, why does he think he can just walk in and it's going to be fine? And for the millionth time. Know, hubris. For the millionth time. Well, that he is definitely prideful for sure. Yeah. But for the millionth time, he goes yes. to Winchester and he's like. Here's a reasonable request. And they're like, hey, screw you. <laughs> Get out of well, here. Well, and the weird thing is, like, 
Um, the monk who is one of Edward's closest advisors, and Edward Bielka. himself. The, oh no, no, not Bielka, the other guy. The uh, what is his name? I don't Father know what his name is. P- Purely or something. Uh, like but they're like, oh, that's actually not a bad idea. But guess what? Dad, Helm. Hey, I got a challenge <laughs> oh for you. I have a challenge for you, Last Kingdom. Yeah. I wave my wand. Whoosh. The letter A no longer exists. Yeah. <laughs> See if you can have a show. Exactly. Yes, Ethel Helm. Ethel Helm, who is the queen's, the, father. the queen's father, persuades the king not to do it because he thinks it's not a good idea. Um, I think, well, he basically is, says, you know, why why waste the men? Why waste the effort? And blah, blah, blah. Now is not the right time. And the king basically agrees with him. And then Uchra's just like, what the, what the heck? You know, and like. That's a good, good Uhtred. Yeah, 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 right? And and then um, Uhtred also came in feeling like he was still owed something. Because he has given a lot of years of service to the kingdom. But they basically like. He also uh, like took the king hostage. I know, right? <laughs> like, That's true, too. I think he's gotten everything he can get. Right, right. They're like, is, there but, is no debt. But he's also making, he's not just saying, hey, just lend me these guys. He's making a good point because he is. the Scots are, Bebenberg is in the north. Yes. Uh, in uh, Northumbria and so well named. And so um, if they lose Bebenberg, even to the Scots, they're going to have. Now the Danes are going to roll in and probably just steamroll the Scots. So right. we need that to be under control. And since I have over three seasons and a two hundred years of time, because <laughs> yeah, right. we're all immortals, right. have served, you know, at my own behest, uh, the kingdom of uh, Wessex. Wessex this whole time. You want me up there? You want me? You want me on that wall? Right, right, right. But it's like, oh no, I'm done. Well, and he's like. You know, if 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 I am able to rule that area, you can unite the all the kingdoms and, you know, I will just rule that area, but you will be king of all, which seems like it would be a really kind of like promising idea. Yeah. And I don't remember because it wasn't in that horrible, terrible, uninformative recap we watched on YouTube, but I yep. don't remember like any history between uh, Edward and and Uhtred, but. He had that. He has his father's immediate distrust of Uhtred in yep. him. Yep. Because it's like I'm not trying to get something. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna be the lord of my my castle, like right. all lords are. Like, but I still, you know, I have uh, fealty to you. Mm-hmm. That's how it works. But if you don't want me to have anything. Like what the hell? What right? <laughs> yeah. Right. Plus, every season he becomes like I'm. I am a Dane. I am. These are my people. And then we start over, and it's like, well, it's back in England. Hey, so to, to tell you what, I'm going to kill some Danes. And uh, I, I know, right? Are you? And now that Ragnar's gone, yes. why would any Dane want him at all ever again? That's a really good question. Well, let's Actually, talk about it. Yeah. We flash to the Danes, and mm-hmm. a lot of stuff's going on. Mm-hmm. There's probably, you know, Uhtred has to kill every single uh, main character that's a Dane uh, <laughs> every season. So yeah. now we're down to two guys, uh, Knut. And, and Hester. And Hes- Hester? Isn't it? It's like Heston. Heston. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. And Canute is, um, has finally won Brita. That was his goal. Uh, and so she's kind of with Canute. And then Heston is apparently selling out the Danes to to Mercia, to Ethelred. Uh-huh. Or is he? Because we right. see him meet with one of Ethel uh, uh, Ethelred's men. Yes. And then he comes back to camp and they're like, how much did he give you? He's like, oh, this is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. 
So we don't know because I don't trust testing at all. Like, I mean, no, I don't either. But he could have like shared information they didn't want him to share. But well, the information that he did share at the end of the episode was important because the, you know Ethelred and his men do march on yes uh, East Anglia where the Danes have sent all their women yes uh, and non-combatants basically to just chill out there while they lead the advance and uh, a lot of them get killed. I know. So. Um, Stratagem or not, you know, you sacrificed all your pawns to make this work. Yeah, right. Um, And they made it sound like they were going to attack Mercia when they weren't expecting it. Right. No, they're both like, we'll go over when they're gone and rob their house. Right. And then they're like, we'll go over when they're gone. We're going to rob their house. I know. So they're both robbing each other's houses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So we got that going on. Um, If I was Brita, I wouldn't buy any green bananas. Yeah, I know. Um, I think she, I mean, I think this was implied last season, but I think the entire reason why she's with Canute is it's, it's, it is survival, you know, like, um, and I think she even talked to Uhtred about that, like, you know, even though she is a warrior, um, and she, she is a woman, you know, as a woman, she doesn't have as much freedom as a man does. Sure. You know, and so she kind of needs... Well, and she's not a fighter. I mean, we know this from that video game. <laughs> Stop it. Um, I mean, she kind of she kind of needs to align herself with somebody so she can make sure that she's protected even within the, the realm of the other Danes. And that um, solution to that is being a girlfriend. Yep. Yep. So there you go. So there you go. Uh, Uhtred, when he's at Winchester, meets up with Bayaka again. Yep. And I feel like every season we have the whole, all right, Uhtred, you're a man now. Yep. It's time to take what's yours. Right. Oh, no, I'm too old. I can't go with you. Right. Fialco's like, nah, I can't Wait do a it. minute. Wait. We're, wait. we're going on an adventure. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and In the last minute, Fialco's like, Uhtred. Yeah, that happens again. Yeah. <laughs> but yep. I did I did like, um, I mean, they've been through a lot. And I mean, how much do you really want to get into? I mean, I think a first episode of a season is a good time to like, Maybe, you know, do that thing where you know that you are my son and that when we fell off that boat or something like mm-hmm. uh, they don't really do that. So it's like, yeah, you're very close to me. Also, I was married to your sister and she got burned alive. But we, we don't talk I about know. that. <laughs> of I course, know. it's been 10 years at this point. <laughs> but I did like the scene where he's saying goodbye to him and, you know, and uh, Udred says, thank you with a just a little beat father. And he means like father because he's, you know, an ordained right. guy. But it's like he has been like his kind of like father a father figure, figure. Yeah. throughout this whole thing. Absolutely. So, so uh, no green bananas for him either. <laughs> oh, no, not Bialga. Yeah. <laughs> and what else? Um, yeah, what Uhtred else? and uh, Ethel, Ethel Fled are, are knocking boots. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess not that surprising. I, you know, I don't remember that. Thing, thing. Well, she <laughs> she had the hots for him, but I don't think they had actually right. been together. But it was last yeah, season. right. And but she was like, oh, you know, he's okay. And then like she was married off to what's his name? Yep. Actually, was it before that that she was into um um the the Viking guy who's long dead and I can't remember his name? But she was like, I'm gonna run off with so and so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yep. 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 So anyway, just it's been through a lot of stuff, and it's like, well, she's the you know, last 
single ingenue on right. the show, so we're going to stick her with Uhtred, with Uhtred. Uhtred needs love interest, so probably significantly older than her at this point. Oh, but. probably. Yeah, she's yeah. got like at least a thirteen-year-old son. So right. <laughs> they can talk about yeah. cool stuff for young people. Oh boy. Yeah, people. Uh, they yeah. can age. Yeah. What an age people? They have to put those little scars on his face. Every time they shoot one of these things. Yeah, I know. So why not put some wrinkles on there? Yeah, I know. That's a good point. Well, and then like the the king's widow. Um, yeah, why not give her some gray or some some wrinkles or something? I don't know. She's been through a lot. She has been through a she lot. She lived in the swamp. Yeah. Um, and she doesn't treat people very well and she's never been like <laughs> very kind-hearted or anything but she's especially mean to bielka when bielka is like basically says to her you know if you let the snake into your garden don't be surprised when it acts oh, like yeah. a snake he claps back at her hard. yeah which honestly i'm like good on bielka but like probably maybe not the best move yeah, and but, the next and the next scene, Father purely goes to him. Doc is like, "Where am I being banished to this time?" Right, right, right. <laughs> so, yeah. Um. So it sounds like she's like exercising the little bit of power that she does have to get him out of there. Um, no green bananas for her. Either. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody buy bananas. Nobody buy bananas. That's what we learned from yes, all of this. That's what we learned from final thoughts the last for this show that we essentially just recapped, and if nobody. Watches this show. I don't know what to tell you. Um. Okay. Um. I'm just gonna say I really enjoy the Last Kingdom. I I think it it covers a um even though you know a lot of the things that happen within it are fictional or fictionalized. Um. I think it it takes place during a very interesting time in history when England was still developing, and I think you get to see um a lot of where things come from um and and one thing that the show has always done and and i think is just a nice little touch is that i'll always it'll have like the you know original name of the town or the area and then it will morph to the modern day uh name in england doing it for four years though i know but i think it's kind of i get it at this point oh wow (laughs) you're over it um but i think it's really cool just to see how um the the british and the danes like interacted and how they warred against each other and how they they also made deals with each other um yeah they had no plan no they're just like booty i think the first episode of vikings is just a bunch of vikings go and raid a a monastery right mm-hmm. and there's just a bunch of guys who are like ah! like it's like a monty python sketch like, right they just waste these guys and right they're like holy crap they got all these buildings that are full of gold right and so right. everybody wants to to do that but i don't think anybody had a plan <laughs> to how they were going to really get together and, and, and make this work right and on this show whenever they do the nutrient comes in and cuts their heads off so it's well <laughs> yeah and then you get like different warring factions like different groups of danes and then the different english parts of the, the of england who like you know like the king of mercia who's a real jerk who wants to get out from the, under the thumb of the king of wessex and you know yeah so 
yeah, is the country going to get united? When is that going to happen? How is that going to happen? That sort of thing. And then you just get Uhtred, who kind of does his own thing um, and doesn't really care. <laughs> you know, um, he just kind of... Well, I think he, like, he weighs his decisions, but, like, he, um, you know, he he kind of does what's best for Uhtred, you know? And, like, but he also, like, if he pledged his loyalty to somebody, then he tries to, um, you know, play that loyalty pretty he heavily. He keeps so. his oaths. Yes, exactly. Unless they're his marriage oaths. Oh, boy. Yep. Remember his first wife? Yep. <laughs> that didn't work out too well. No. No, it didn't. Um, but anyways, something uh, I funny would to wrap it. up this segment. Uh, ah! uh, there you go. Yeah. And you say, Shot City, Shot City, Shot City. I'm coming home again. Do you think about me now and then? Yeah. As a character, the Black Widow has been around for a long, long time. Yep. 1964? And not one of the founding members of the Avengers, but quickly joined the team and has become one of the mainstays of the Marvel Universe. Mm -hmm. And a 2004 and uh, miniseries uh, attempts to examine her place in the universe and comment on the treatment of women, not just in the Marvel Universe, but in the world at large. Mm -hmm. Can it accomplish that? If it's got covers by Greg Land. Today we're talking about Black <laughs> Widow Homecoming, a yeah. six issue miniseries with art by Bill Sinkevich. Yes. Although not as much as you'd like. And it's yeah. not and, and it's not painted. It's just Bill Sinkevich doing uh right. doing pencils. Right, right, right. Uh, but also he's helped by Goran Perov. Mm -hmm. Like I said, covers by Greg Land. And yeah. uh no rapey mummies on this one. And uh or is that Greg Horn? <laughs> they deserve wow. they deserve to be wow. confused, don't they? Yes. And written by Richard K. Morgan, another yes. guy who I'm not sure that I would want him to lead the charge of feminism. Oh wow! Okay. Uh, Wrote Altered Carbon. All, all, yes, uh, author of Altered Carbon uh, and the Takeshi Kovach series, mm -hmm. uh, as well as some other sci-fi and noiry type books. Yes. And here he is doing this. He also did a second uh, Black Widow series. Uh, called The Things They Say About Her, which is a direct follow-up to this one. Mm -hmm. We're talking about just Homecoming. Yes. I am terrified to ask, but what happens in Black Widow Homecoming? Okay, um, so I'm going to try to just kind of summarize where we are at the beginning of the story. How about that? Um, <laughs> so uh, at Does it? No, okay, so here... Sorry. <laughs> Immediately, of course, interrupted you. Yeah. It's we're doing this because Black Widow has come out this week. Yes, and we're also doing it because a month, almost a month ago, uh, we talked about the first three Black Widow uh, sort of mini series. Mm -hmm. um, it's a bitsy spider. Um, you got a problem, and it's face off. And then also, uh, what was it called? I can't remember. <laughs> Breakdown or something like that. You got a problem, and it's face. Off. <laughs> it's called Breakdown or something. <laughs> And then also uh, the, the Elena Belova series, yep. Pale Little Spider. Yes. An attempt by Marvel to, with the success of Marvel Knights uh, and a higher profile for the character, bring mm -hmm. Black Widow back into public consciousness. Clearly it worked mm -hmm. because she's one of the most popular 
and uh, highest earning movie characters of all time. Yeah, absolutely. And so this is kind of a follow up to those, but also kind of it's not. It's kind of its own thing. And I think maybe it's because Marvel's idea was in bringing Black Widow back to prominence, we'll maybe put the uh, the old one out to pasture and bring a new one in. And everybody went, no. No, and so this we is, want Natasha Romanoff. This is kind of an attempt for them to go, let's try this again, yeah. but with Natasha Romanoff. Yes, yes. So at the beginning of the story, uh, Black Widow has been retired from S.H.I.E.L.D. and Spy Life for a while. Uh, and she's just going to go rock climbing. And uh, then rock she... climbing. Yeah. Joel. What? No, nothing. nothing. Uh, and she gets attacked. So she like immediately knows something is afoot. We find out uh, that several other women have been attacked in various different ways around the world. She hooks up with a friend of hers from S.H.I.E.L.D. whose first name is Phil. Can't remember his last name right now. Dexter? Yes. Uh, And uh, he's like, oh, check out this one lady from Alabama. She was shot, but guess what? This isn't her real name. Here's her real name. She was Russian, like you. (laughs) This seems kind of Black Widow-y. And she's like, okay. We're checking this out. So, um, well, she lived in, okay, so she was living in Arizona. He was in New Mexico. This book goes all over. And then this lady died in Alabama. So, okay, we're going to go down there. We're going to go to the funeral. We're going to check it out. Um, so they start unraveling this thing and, uh, they find out over the course of the story that they were like something like, uh, 27 other quote-unquote black widows that were trained and all of them besides natasha has been have been killed uh and um they did this sort of like drug-induced conditioning in in the red room and gave them false memories right and also gave them triggers to certain things like smells and that sort of thing um and so she's trying to get to the bottom of like who's trying to kill them and why and kill them before they can kill her and like and there's been about 10 different reboots of black widow in the last 15 years and every (laughs) one of them starts with everything you know is wrong. Right. But this is kind of the first and most important everything you know is wrong. Sure. Because over the course of the series, we learned that she was never a ballerina. Right. And we'll learn some other stuff in the upcoming series, which I won't ruin for you. And also we learned that, um, yeah, that also she's not just a trained operative. She was experimented upon. Yes. Uh, and given um, a longer lifespan and like yeah. uh, a, a healing factor, not Wolverine, but she's more resistant to injury. Things we could have assumed about her, but now we know for sure. Right. And yeah, also that she was conditioned uh, in several ways, um, most specifically uh, to not um, attack, you know, the people certain who... Certain figures. Yeah, certain figures. Um, primarily, uh, that's applied through the literal application of a cologne or a, yeah. or a pheromone tonic. Mm-hmm. And we also learned something that's a Pretty big bombshell, but we maybe leave till later that Nick Fury got a hold of this yep. tonic. He knew and about it. And has been using it And for has been years. using it on her. Yeah. And and now we'll go back and find all the times that she kicked Nick Fury in the face. But uh, And it was instrumental in him convincing her to defect to America right. and join the Avengers. Right. And so he's been controlling her this whole time, which is not great. Which, um, yeah. And he's, but he's the good... 
he's the good man who's controlling a woman. I know. <laughs> right. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, this is, that's um, pretty much it. That is pretty much it. This is, um, there's a lot of commentary in this. Mm. A lot of commentary. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of, I, I always find it funny when a comic book written and drawn by men oh tries to comment on. Being a woman. Uh, being a woman. Mm. And we'll let you talk when it's your turn. <laughs> But <laughs> just Thanks. Starting uh, out great. No, no I want your. <coughs> excuse me. I actually want you to talk because I'm losing my voice. But I want your opinion on that. But before you say anything, I'll just say that, you know, Richard K. Morgan and all, I think that this does a good job starting a conversation about it, even mm. if it doesn't unnail it necessarily. Right. No, I, I think it does too. Um, I have something that's been bugging me though <coughs> um just reading it do tell uh so the all these women were trained to be black widows they're trained assassins whether they're retired now or what and yeah. and and the book talks about that too if you're retired you're never really retired unless you're dead um so you can never really feel safe which yeah i get that that's part of being a spy that's part of being black widow but all these other women were attacked in like various ways and it sounds like they they put thought into it she gets attacked by a single agent yeah who has a knife yeah they should have just that's it i'm like why would you think that would work with black widow because we have to start the story i know but like plus the weakest thing here and we get that well we also find out that the bad guy in this is a private military intelligence organization called north yep and they are um a, basically a government contractor i think they began as a governmental agency but sort of went private and mm-hmm. now they the can government be goes to them yeah. to do the dirty things that, like, Nick Fury, for instance, passes on. Right. Which is commentary in itself. And I think they needed to keep it covert, you know what I mean? Because, yeah, obviously, we want to kill Black Widow. Okay, well, drop a tactical nuclear device on Flagstaff and mm-hmm. we'll take care of Black Widow. Right. But they can't do that. So she's de- they definitely should have sent more people because out of all right? the black, all, all the 27 Black Widows that there were... She's apparently the one who has been still superheroing. Yeah. She was the best, but she's also been doing this the whole time since then. Whereas the one woman that we find out was, you know, um, shot and killed at a pro-life rally or whatever. Right. She was on. She was pro-choice. She, you know, she quit. So they're all rusty. So she's definitely the one who's who's the best still. Yeah. But don't send one guy with a knife to kill her. Right? Yeah. It's stupid. It's stupid. You should have known you were going to fail. But then again, we also there's a scene at the beginning that I think takes place right after that when we um, we keep going back to this yacht. Yeah. Uh, and we later learn that the guy on the yacht is a guy named Ian McMasters, and he mm-hmm. is the CEO of Gynacon, which is like... <sighs> right. Well, like I said, it starts right. a conversation, Yep. which is a pharmaceuticals company. It used to be a... Um, cosmetic? Well, it's a cosmetic... Slash pharmaceutical yeah. company. It used to be military application. Now they just make, you know, cosmetic Cosmetics. products because it's starting a conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he says at the beginning, he's like, because the guy, the Ulanov or whatever, the the male Black Widow guy. Vasily or Vesely Who or is advising is. him is like, yeah. you can't take these people lightly. And he's like, ooh, the Black Widow, I'm so scared. Like, so he clearly doesn't 
take it seriously. Well, and it's like, well, you're going to die before the end of this book. So. Well, <laughs> he does, but it takes yeah. a long time. I know. Yeah, so it's just basically like it's partially a road movie or story because yeah. she and this guy who is... Um, X-Shield. He's X-Shield, but he's also what you think of when you think of like a toxically masculine character. Yeah. You know, he's yeah. a drunk. Uh, he's... <laughs> you know they they have to stay in hotel rooms together because she says we have to stay off planes because they'll find us so we're just gonna drive from mm -hmm. you know Albuquerque to Alabama and they're you know staying in a hotel together and she's he's trying to give her a briefing and she's like thanks for the info okay you can stop looking at my ass now I mean to be fair she walks around in her underwear quite a bit well, but um, it's a comic book yeah this is I what know I, this is what I meant by I'm not I'm not sure that I would want comic books to lead the charge on this but well. Do we have to put her in her underwear all that much? I mean, I know she's beautiful and she's confident and she doesn't give a crap, but like it's a, it's a commentary. You know, notice that like you know, at four or five times in the story, she gains the upper hand by yeah. relying on her sexuality. I know. So she, you know, well, like she the, interrogates this one guy who's a yep. link in the chain by yep. pretending to be his date or a hooker or something like that. Right. Um, they need. She's like, we need a jeep. She's like, no problem. Takes her pants off and right. then like flags a car down and you know was like, get out of the car. And right, right, right. So that's all just part of this world. Yeah, I know. I don't love it. I don't love it either. But here's what I really don't love. Uh -oh. I think that's all forgivable. I'm not sure this is for forgivable. Hmm. There are two North agents trying to chase her down. Max yes. Danger or something. Max. Hunter, I Hunter. think. Yeah, great name. Yeah. And then Kestrel, codename yes. Kestrel, I'm assuming, who is a woman. And yes. she is our favorite stereotype, the predatory lesbian. For no real reason, although representation's great, for no good reason, she's a lesbian. And instead yep. of just being a lesbian, you know, being like, ooh, I'm going to hate smoking this Black Widow. She's a real pace of ass or something. Right. There's a, there's a character who's a waitress in a diner and yep. she has to like keep... The story lets you know that she's into her, and then near the end of the story, when they have to go back to this town, she makes sure to stop off and kidnap the waitress, and God knows what happens to her. Oh, you think she kidnapped the waitress? That's who's tied up on the bed. I know that's who's tied up on the bed, but I couldn't figure it out. Oh, you think the waitress out. went along with her? I couldn't figure out whether the waitress okay. went along with her, you know and then Black Widow tied that's, her up. I don't want to do uh, bi or lesbian erasure, so absolutely the waitress could have been into it. Um, you don't uh, usually ask your customers see anything you like, but uh, no, I know. But it doesn't doesn't erase the fact that Kestrel is just you she know. she is kind of predatorial yes. lesbian though. I, I would Which agree with you on that. An overused and trope. and and they they over sexualize the waitress too. You know, like yeah. with you said, like with that line, <laughs> see anything you like, and like like I understand that the outfit is low cut, but geez, like her. Her boobs are practically coming out of her shirt. And it's like, you know, it's like Natasha says when they're driving off to do all this. You know, this the world forces us into, you know, two roles. Either being a pole dancer or a, a hard-faced harridan. Yeah. Like, oh, Nat, I didn't know that you were a poet. <laughs> well, what and do you think then, about that? Uh, I mean, that's like, I mean, I've heard that before. I mean, I, I think... <sighs> What do I think about that? I mean, I think there is truth to that sometimes. I mean, because, like, what can you do to, like, um, you know, like, protect yourself from a world that doesn't protect you, you know? Learn and, Kung Fu. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, but, 
yeah, like either, you know, you're um either you succumb to it or or you're just being you're you're rude and you're, you know, the B word and yeah. um uh yeah, I think there is a lot of truth to that, unfortunately. Um, and I don't think it's just her view of the world. I, you know, I think. Does it mean less coming from Richard K. Morgan? Ooh, ah, uh, I don't know to, about that. To my knowledge, only ever has male protagonists. Yeah, I've read all his books, I guess. Yeah. Um, I mean, okay, so. Because we can it, all agree, like Alter Carbon is super feminist. No. Oh wait, no. Um. Oh, weird. Well, and the, okay, so there's a, this one part in in the comic where they're they're driving and uh, they show <coughs> this lady who has hitchhiked with these truckers, and yes. they're pushing her around and they're asking for sexual favors and she doesn't want any of it. She wants to get out of it, and they're not listening to her and they're not leaving her alone, and. Uh, Black Widow comes out of the gas station and sees this and she can't not do anything. She just can't. And Phil is like, leave it alone, walk away, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, no, I'm not going to do it. And not only does she attack these guys, she kills them. And she told them. Well, she, she would, kills one of them. But yeah, yeah she, she told them that she would make it so they can't walk again. And so she makes good on that. Well, she breaks one of their backs. Yes. Like after it's all over, yeah. She's like, "Oh, hold on, yeah, wait, I, I, I got one, I got one more thing to do." Yeah, <laughs> uh, and then this this girl kind of tags along with them, and then they have to protect her and look after her, and she becomes another character. And you're like, "Okay, who is she, and why is she in their world now?" But all right. Well, I can't remember. I think she comes back in the next one, but I don't. So her story isn't complete. But it is. Oh. She is totally a tag along character, yes. and you kind of wonder. I don't know. I, as a man, I can't think of anything else to do with her except just show that she's not as tough as, as our, our girl Natasha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But right. That's not a very good thing. No, but um, why does? She, yeah, that's a good question. Why does? Why is she even with them? Just go home. Go wherever you're going. They they feel like they need to protect her for some reason. Well, I don't she know. gets her shot and kidnapped. <laughs> I know. Um, but what do you think about the commentary about like Phil saying, "Don't do anything. Don't get involved." And him just like looking the other way and turning a blind eye, like is, is I think that he's, the world? You know. Well, I think it's a world of spies that is that's morally flexible, mm-hmm. and people all have their lines, and Natasha's lines are more uh, clearly drawn than other people's. Mm-hmm. And he says, you know, I was, I can't, I was, Fury had me, you know, surveilling Uday Hussein or something like that. I've seen things that you know nobody should ever see, mm-hmm. and for him, it just means. One more thing isn't going to matter, and I'm sure Natasha's seen things like oh, that sure. as well, and yeah. she doesn't want to make sure nothing like that happens again. Yeah, it's easy when it doesn't really. I think the guy. Well, if there's a diner, right? So that's how they get stuck in that one town. Like they they question people about the guys that were had their back broken, but but it's a comic book, so there is no story wise. There is no complication. She's just murders a guy and breaks another guy's back, and it's not like now the cops are after them. They just. The story continues. Well, I think he was afraid because it made a scene, but yeah, what they, it made a scene. They made a scene, like right? But I'm just saying, in the, in real world, now you'd have to worry about like your murder rap. In, yeah, right. In New Mexico, right? No, yeah. But it's just a, an example to show us that I don't know what you thought about Black Widow before, but she is an implacable badass. You know, yeah. she's not gonna 
She's not cold back. For well, anything. and then like I think the character's name is Sally Ann. Like so, then like Phil is like kind of like Black Widow goes off and does some other stuff, and Phil is kind of stuck taking care of her, but he's actually kind of paternal towards her. Kind of seems like yeah. Um, and he's trying to teach her how to cook, and like he he's really taking her under his wing, and then they both get attacked. And then we and don't see her, and there's an implication that she might be dead because she's bleeding out inside somewhere, and Natasha doesn't know where. Right. There's an implication. Uh, the implication. There's yeah. a. There's kind of a triangle between them, which would be more uh, substantial, I think, if Natasha ever talked to Sally Ann. But yeah, where she doesn't, you know, um, Phil or whatever is is kind of taking care of her, but she doesn't. Um, Natasha doesn't trust him. Because he's kind of a sleazebag. Yeah, And right. so there's sort of an implication about like, sure, Natasha is like a full metal bitch and she's, you know, you know, this woman who doesn't take any crap, but maybe she's a little rough and maybe that's made her t- too hard to see actual care, actual oh, concern. Yeah, sure. Because Phil, like, Phil's a drunk, but then Sally Ann's like, hey, give me some of that. And then Natasha comes back to the car. Yeah. Uh, and she's like. She, has she been drinking? Are you giving her alcohol? Yeah. Which yeah. right away makes her think, this, I can't trust this guy. Right. But I don't, maybe he's fine. I know. But, but she's somebody who just can't can't trust. But but then that line later when she asks him, Sally Ann asks him, why did you guys intervene? And then he lies <laughs> well. and says, well, I couldn't just stand by and let that happen. Yeah. I'm like... You jerk. Well, what's he going to say? I, I wanted to let you get raped. But yeah, I know, Natasha, right? she hates that kind of stuff. I know, I know. And, and you've got other stuff like the guy wants to take advantage of the, of the girl, in this case Natasha, and she gives him um, the hallucinogenic uh, interrogation yes. drugs, and then she pretends to be his mother. Right. That's kind of telling. She goes also to interrogate this older guy. You know, he's gray-haired, and he has yeah. a gray-haired wife, but then over the course of interrogating him, finds out he's got a 17-year-old girlfriend. Friend. Which and is so she really gets gross. the info and then she leaves and just kind of lets things play out. And as they're le- leaving, like that guy falls out of the window and dies. Yeah. And they're like, did he jump? And she's like, I'd like to think he was pushed. <laughs> yeah. It's like dark. But we're just, Natasha. yeah, we're seeing all these bad men, you know, get punished. It's, it's well, not a. Well, um, yeah, that's true. It's not a uh, April Ferreira movie, but still. No. And. No. So it's like they clearly want to make a, a statement about that. But then later on, <laughs> they're talking about Yelena Belova and they're like, because they're talking about Black Widows and, and, yeah. and Natasha's like, oh, you mean Yelena Belova? And they're like, Yelena Belova. She's she was, not the real deal. No, she was never. I think she models fetish lingerie now. I know. And I was like, wow. wow. Way to th- just throw her under the bus. I know. I mean, I know people weren't crazy about the character, but geez, just yeah. way to assassinate her. So she goes through all this stuff. She doesn't want to, but she she is finds herself inexorably pulled back to to, to Russia, to Russia, and to the real Red Room, like mm-hmm. the real place where this all happened. Even though all these other Black Widows women have been showing up there and and being killed by the guards there, who realize that some post-hypnotic suggestion or something is compelling these women to come back. Mm -hmm. And that's happening to Natasha, even though she's also kind of following the clues that are leading there as well. Right. And (laughs) there's just a... Okay, so list of badass things that Black Widow does, number 58. Uh, She uses... So she finds this old guy who's living in the old Red Room building named Gregor, and she makes him take her out to this facility uh, where the Gynacon factory is. Yeah. And then she basically just... Uses him as bait 
we've seen over the course of this story this open field that leads yep. to this facility and there's a high tower where snipers are just picking off anybody that wanders into the field mm-hmm. so the old guy wanders into the field and the sniper's gonna shoot him and then yeah, widow right appears him. behind him and she's like toss the gun and then she's like now jump off he's like what <laughs> so he jumps off and he breaks, breaks his, his leg. leg and she's like uh Okay, tell us what we want to know. Oh, no? Okay, well, I saw some uh, dog shit back there, so, uh, right. you know, uh, you'll, you'll be talking soon. Just come and get <laughs> just you. Just leaves him there. Yeah. It's pretty great. Yeah, it is pretty great. Um, the end is kind of a mess. Uh, she goes into the factory yep. and meets this um, really old lady who is, yes. I guess, being kept alive. This would be the Julie Delpy character mm. if we bring her back. Mm-hmm. I don't think we will, though. Um, that little flash of the Red Room that we saw right. in uh, Age of Ultron, which we'll learn, I think, drawing on this storyline, that none of that, that was ever true. Right. And she was never a ballerina. Sure. And maybe they'll keep the she was sterilized thing for simplicity. But this, interestingly, this series goes out of its way to explain that it does. part of their uh, enhanced immune system means it will attack like a fetus. An embryo. Yeah. yeah. So they could. That's why they could never have children. They yeah. wanted warriors, the not mothers. Yeah. yeah, right. Which is the problem with that's the sort of trail that they followed with the girl that was killed outside the abortion clinic because she was uh, pregnant and taking this drug to suppress her immune system. Right. So she goes and meets this lady, and it's interesting and all, but there's no. Maybe we'll see her again, but it's just sort of getting the last bit of information, and then yeah, doesn't like kill her. Nothing really happens. She's well, kinda... and she's supposed to be kind of weird and gross herself. Like she has to bathe in this slime because of some experiment she yeah. did on herself. But but she's the one who tells her about the pheromone that that Fury is using. That's like right. basically her biggest contribution to the story, besides also divulging other stuff that they did to the widows. Yeah, and also yeah. makes the connection about you know who the. McMaster's is yes. and the connection to Gynacon. So it yes. doesn't take uh doesn't take uh Widow Long to track down the yacht where this guy is. Yep. And she's there to face off against Ulyanov. Yes. Who we find out we think we've seen Widow take out so many idiots in this, no problem. Mm-hmm. Turns out he's wearing this pheromone, which means right. that she can't attack him. Uh-huh. And it says in the story that it will um, engender feelings in you of like love like, or at least in intimacy and closeness. Like you're attacking somebody you care about. So he starts beating on her and she's <laughs> the last parting shot from Morgan. But it's like, this must be what a battered wife feels like. I know. Which I thought I was, was like, really interesting. Yeah. Uh, and she basically just takes like a pounding from this guy. She just yep. gets a crap kicked out of her. And the last stroke is he um, he breaks her nose. And he's like, Bad are you move. ready to die, widow? And she's like, you broke my nose. I can't, smell, I can't smell anything. Anymore. Yeah. And then just marks him. I know. <laughs> that was great. I also liked how she took out th- these two idiots from North who just, you know, are in the story but have no. Maybe they're just there to seem tough and capable. And so when Widow takes them out, it seems even better. But, mm-hmm. like, once Widow finds Kestrel mm-hmm. and... Poor waitress. I know. It doesn't seem like she frees her. She just lets the cops find him. But yeah. then she leaves and like, you know, Max is in the car, like waiting for Kestrel to come out. And he's like, hey, what took you so long? And it's Widow. And she shoots him in both legs and then throws a grenade in the car and just kind of walks away. Yeah. <laughs> well, she like, she asked him his name first just to confirm. Yeah. Well, he's right, like, yeah. And then he tells yeah. her. He's not an Uber driver. Yeah. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. Exactly. And the series ends with her, you know, we don't exactly know. We've got some un, uh, untied loose ends here. So 
maybe we'll see more. It does say right. end of volume one. Right. Like, how is she going to interact with Fury moving forward? You know, we'll wear see. a clothespin on her nose every time she sees him. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Um, there is a lot of, we, we know, you and I know, everybody knows, dogs mm-hmm. know, that it's way too late for a Black Widow film. We should have had one. Oh, gosh, yes. A long, long time yeah, ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why is, I guess Hawkeye doesn't have a film, but still. Um, no, and technically and s- Mark Ruffalo as the Hulk hasn't had a film. And but. so, well, that's contractual. That's different. And yeah. so we're finally getting one and we finally have a chance to really dig into her story. And it's a prequel as well, at least parts of it. Mm. So here's a chance to manifest a lot of these great retcons to her story. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. I think we already know that the idea of, you know, she wasn't the only Black Widow is going to be a thing. Yes. Um, like I said, I am I am guessing that they are going to reveal, you know, the conditioning that she went through. Yes. And um, not being a ballerina. But, man, I hope that um, I hope they put a lot of this stuff in here. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, yeah, maybe. And they reveal that she has the ability to survive a long fall. <laughs> Yes. Yes. Hawkeye didn't wait around long enough. No. Uh, What'd you think? I liked it for the most part. Yeah. Better than the other ones? I think so. Um, I think it was better than the other ones. I, I, I think so. I mean, especially... Uh, the I really didn't really like that Yelena Belova one that we read that much. <laughs> Pale Little Spider. That was not very good. Yeah. Um, And then, like, the face-off one... um. I liked parts of it, but, like, it was, like, it was interesting, you know, because a lot of it was from Yelena's point of view as Natasha. So it, that was just kind of, like, a different kind of story, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I think I liked it because it kind of dug into Natasha more. And, <laughs> well, like, yeah. well, yeah, obviously. Um, and um, just how... How much of a, a badass she is, you know, and how much of a good of a good spy that she is. And man, I mean, you would think if these people like at North were like studying Black Widows and like how to kill them, you would think they would be able to guess her next move better. But they they don't. Like she parks her car outside of um, Albuquerque where Phil is and they <laughs> approach it and it explodes. And yeah. they're totally surprised by that. Yeah. So like, I don't know if she's just like the smartest one because like she didn't get killed and all the rest of them are, like you said, suggested, maybe they're all rusty. Is that possible? There, well, there's a threat of uh, uh, anxiety. I don't know. Angora bitters. Uh, Arrogance. Yes, sure. Wow. <laughs> Give me another hit of that. Give me the green stuff this time. Oh, my gosh. Good, 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 good. Um, that runs through this. And so they're arrogant. And there's a, there's that old chestnut of like, oh, this it's like the Yelena Belova thing. Oh, this new person. They've got a hologram. So they think that they know what it is. Mm. But it's old time hockey that gets you through. Mm, right. But the problem with Natasha is, is that she's got nothing to fight for now. She quit S.H.I.E.L.D. She's, you know, she misses the old country, but can't fight for them. And so... Is she just fighting for women and women's rights? Right. <laughs> is she just going to kill every 
<laughs> every person in a wife beater right uh, on earth like right. what what is she doing this for and um i'm not sure that she knows either but all she, she can do either. is just um do what feels right mm-hmm. which is continue to intervene in this situation yeah and she keeps interestingly enough even if she doesn't consider herself to be the black widow anymore she continues to wear outfits that have her insignia on it so i don't know if that's just like it's your gear that's what she has yeah so yeah yeah okay uh yeah i liked it what did you think yes yes answer is yes uh black widow volume one homecoming it's pretty good it's available on comiXology it's actually on sale right now for 3.99 not 3.99 3.99 (laughs) as are many black widow comics and they're all available on unlimited comiXology unlimited if you want to read it or read some of the ones that we'll be reading uh later this year very nice check it out From Russia with love, I fly to you. Well, that's it. That's it for this show. We made it. Yes. Somehow. Somehow. We made it. We made it. Yeah. Um. Good job. Good job. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> we might have made it. Oh. Did you, we make it? I think we did. Coach, I don't think we survived that <laughs> bus crash. Uh, yeah, so uh, talk to us. Help us, please. <laughs> I think we're uh, definitely feeling it. Um, I don't want to say more than you, listener, but we're we're definitely feeling it. So compare. Uh, whip them out. Let's measure them. Whoa. Uh, with I us. I don't know if I would go that far. Your <laughs> quarantine on we <laughs> On Facebook and Twitter. Uh, join us there. Join us on our Discord as well. Link in the show notes. And go to your listening platform of choice. And there you are. You're already subscribed. Mm-hmm. And gosh darn it, you probably wrote us a review. Probably. But it's a rating. Yeah. It's a rating that we need. That's true. We need that rating, that high rating. Mm-hmm. Five somethings. <laughs> Five. Hey, it's been like 360 shows. Um... <laughs> Five grenades. Five grenades. Yeah. That are going to blow us up. Yes. Blow up our spot. Yep. Whoa. Yes. I'm so glad that you do this with me. (laughs) And uh, yeah, we'd appreciate uh, five stars. Give us a high, five broken noses, Uh, five high rating. uh, That lets the computers that run everything know that we are good at this. Yes. And we can be exposed to more people Mm -hmm. thanks to computers. Woo, computers. Wow. Uh, Black Widow (laughs) just going to fight a robot. Let's do that. Okay. We'll get there. Uh, That's it for us. We'll be back next week to talk about something else. And until then, we're signing off. I'm your host, Galvan. I'm your co-host, Mikan Hana. Keep the geek fires burning. (laughs) 